Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Don't Blame Me, my podcast. This is my advice podcast starring me, Megan Ranks. How many times can I say me in this intro? Me, 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 me. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Fuck, I've said this nine times. Jack, this is Jack. Jack, say something. <laughs> Hi, Megan. I'm Jack Ferry, uh, Megan's producer of mm-hmm. the podcast. How are you? I'm great. I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. I'm awesome. 
I'm wearing sweatpants because we're not filming this episode. Hooray. I mean, I wore sweatpants last two we filmed anyway. That's true. You Mel did. is nodding her head because <laughs> she did say as soon as she saw me that day, she's like, uh, you know, we're filming this, right? And I was like, no, but I'm not going to change a thing. Cool. Uh, that's authentic realism, which is it what is. we love about you. Uh, too real. Far too real. <laughs> and I, I, for those of you who don't know, if this is your first time listening, yes, this is indeed Megan's Advice Podcast. You can call in and ask her questions about anything that you might have. Um, and how do people uh, ask you a question, Megan? Uh, they stalk me on the street. No, don't do that. I don't leave my house. I don't give you a lot of opportunities to do that. You leave a voicemail and the number you call is 310-694-0976. Again, 310-694-0976. You would think after this many episodes, I would have been able to memorize this number. (laughs) It sounds like you've memorized it. It does. I'm reading. I know how to read though. Oh, that's great. I have this theory that some actors don't know how to read. It's fun. Uh, It's a fun theory. I, I, I think that that's probably true. It is. I have a question for you, though. Oh, God. What if, for the sake of argument, I was, I don't know, an international listener and unable to call a local Los Angeles phone number? What do I do then? Oui, oui, wonderful question. That's me with my French accent. Are you from France? Oh, parlez-vous français, croissant? (laughs) I'm so sorry, everybody. I love Passport to Paris. Do you speak French croissant is what you you just asked. I mean, yeah. I mean, that is the question. Like, do you speak French croissant? (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm not going to do the Lady Marmalade thing. What do our French croissants do when our they want to call? French croissants grow opposable thumbs and, mm-hmm. and they use, actually, just use Siri. No, you have to, okay, guys, this, this bit is, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing track of my joke. Our international callers, now you guys can leave somewhat of a voicemail too, but how you do that is record an audio message on your phones, like a voice memo kind of thing or whatever contraption you use to record your voice. I don't think there's any other ones aside from that, but you know, that's how you do it. And then you guys can send the MP3 to our email address and then we can play that. But the same rules apply or the same rules apply, the same guidelines and suggestions apply to the same voicemails. So we want it under three minutes, but we need as much context and details. Otherwise, I mean, that's really mostly for you guys because I'm not gonna be able to give good advice if you don't give me all the details. And it's important to include your age because I think you're, the advice you asked for at age 16 is going to be very different than the advice you asked for at age 24. Oh, completely. And you could be in the same similar, like the same situation, but your age really helps me uh, cater my advice to you specifically. Choose your own adventure. I've said that like three times today already. Choose your own adventure. Where do they send these uh, voice memos? It's meganpodcast at gmail.com, but not it's. Meganpodcast at gmail.com. Meganpodcast at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, to give people a sense of the kind of questions they can call in and ask about, why don't we just dive into some questions right now? That's a good educational segue. Bouncing about, yeah. Hit it. Hey, Megan. I hope you're having a great day. Um, I am 21 years old, so I'll be a junior in college, and I've been dating um, my best friend and the love of my life for about a year now, and I'm super happy. And just to preface this, I have never really um, had a good, solid group of girlfriends, and I think that's just because I had a lot of issues with girls in high school and just the cattiness and the drama, and I'm pretty low-maintenance and kind of just haven't – like, I have a few really good girlfriends, but um, for the most part, like, I don't have a ton of really, really good girlfriends ever, so – 
ever since um, my boyfriend and I have started dating, he's become my best friend, and I spend a lot of time with him, and I focus on school and work and stuff, but I've noticed that um, my girlfriend just has started to, like, get jealous, and we'll make, like, passive-aggressive remarks about how I'm not home or how I don't, like, hang out with them, but they never really plan anything. They just kind of like to sit around and gossip and they don't do much rather than like with my boyfriend, like we have a ton of fun together. Like we'll go hiking or we'll go camping and do stuff that I enjoy. Um, and these girls also kind of can get catty sometimes. So I just would like some advice because I definitely value friendships, um, but it's hard to find a balance, I guess. And I don't know. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I know I'm going to marry this guy. And um, I don't know, like to me, I would just much rather hang out with him than my friends, but, I also know that that's probably not right. Um, but, yeah, if you could give me some advice on that, I know you're in a relationship and probably dealt with something similar. So thank you so much. I love your podcast. Um, okay. So it's, you, you, I feel like you kind of understand or you, or I feel like you know what I'm going to say just based on how you phrased all of that. It's really important to have your own set of friends aside from the person that you're dating. I think the kind of infatuation uh, with whoever you're dating, I think that happens at any age. And I also think that that can last for a while, like that kind of like wanting to spend all of your time with somebody. That's great. Like, it's awesome that you guys get along that well, but I hear what you're saying. We're like, Oh, but you and him do things that you really like to do versus like these girls that you're friends with don't, they do other things. So I think you've got a couple options here. You can plan things and, um, and, and you're saying that they don't really plan stuff. They just sit around and you and your boyfriend plan stuff. So plan stuff with them. Like you be the one to instigate planning something, um, that you enjoy doing and you think that they would enjoy doing and get out there and hang out with them and do that stuff. And if they don't like doing that, maybe you need different friends because the feeling that you have with your boyfriend and wanting to spend time with him and that you guys like doing the same things and you really love spending time together and he's like, makes you laugh and it's all great. Your friends should give you a similar feeling just minus the like sexual attraction part or you know or it can be there too I don't know Wait, okay yeah <laughs> but that's what I mean like you should it shouldn't be like this very vast contrast of being like well I can hang out with my boyfriend and have so much fun because we get each other and he's great and I love him and like we do all we like doing all of the same things and like we have so much fun like he's great or I can hang out with my friends who are catty and boring and just like sitting around and gossiping which I hate doing that just sounds like friend like that just doesn't sound like the people that you want to be friends with that doesn't mean that you can't have friends maybe those just aren't the right ones and then also giving them the opportunity to be the right kind of friends um I think maybe when it comes to like relationships and stuff you guys can get excited about planning things and doing all that stuff and then you want the friend stuff to kind of just like fill in the gaps and kind of like be the extra stuff but I think you need to put as much effort into planning things and going out of your way to do stuff with your friends that you would do with your boyfriend because otherwise you're not you're not giving them the opportunity to be fun and to be this like really great experience and have all of that you're only you're kind of setting them up for failure if you're just giving them you're not giving them I don't know enough opportunity and effort that you're putting forth so that's what I would do because friends are incredibly important on to the next call hi Megan um I'm 19. I have a 19-year-old twin brother, too, and um, he's becoming a priest. He wants to become a priest, and um, I'm totally supportive of what he's doing because it makes him happy, I think, but I also have reason to believe that he is gay, and I just think that him becoming a priest is also him hiding from his sexuality, so I recently was gay because you know, in high school, he texted me something like that. And then I tried to bring it up in person a few years later and he still like would deny it. And then 
after that, he would say he didn't want to get married, he didn't want to have a family, so I just don't think he wants to come to terms with his sexuality. And then being a priest is a really good way of not having to date anyone because he wants to be a Catholic priest or Catholic. And I'm totally, totally supportive of whatever he wants to do, but I just don't want him to be hiding from something really big in his life. And I don't know really how to approach different, you know, if he is actually hiding from something, I don't want to bring that up to him because he does seem really dedicated and happy that he's choosing that path. And it's a really long, um, process so if he ever doesn't want to do it like it'll take him it's almost 12 years so hopefully he'll come to terms with something I've talked to my mom about it and I mean it's his decision like obviously as a priest he's not asexual so he does have a sexual orientation but it just frustrates me when I just don't know if he's being 100% true to himself so I don't know how to approach it with him Okay. I have two things. First thing, um, is okay. First thing is the more overall thing of being, this is his journey. Um, sexuality, especially you, you really, you can see things from the outside and it feels really black and white and really obvious, but it's not your, it's not a hundred percent your life. You're a part of it, but that's his thing if he's not ready to come out or if he doesn't want to come out or he doesn't want to deal with that, that's, that's him. And like, that's, I can um, completely understand how much that sucks. And you feel like he's not living his life honestly and truthfully and all that stuff, but you don't get to make a call to get him to, to do that. If he's not comfortable doing that, which it's sucky. And then, so that's kind of like the ultimate thing of there's really nothing you can Uh, I think there's really nothing you can do to make him suddenly want to like live truthfully in the way that you think he actually is. And then my other bit of like actual more practical advice is, uh, is just to be super, super outwardly open to everything. I think if there's some sort of like, uh, like hesitation and resentment towards like homosexuality or coming out or being gay in general, it's probably coming from a place of worrying about what other people are going to say or think and not being accepted. And I think if you make it about just being really crystal clear, just in like general, like broad strokes of like, turn on RuPaul's drag race, like show that you're like, hello, I am an ally kind of thing, because maybe he doesn't feel like, I don't know, you guys are religious and the fact that he's completely turning into like wanting to become a priest before potentially coming out. I don't know if that's because he doesn't feel like he'd be supportive. You didn't mention if like your parents are accepting of homosexuality or the place that you live or anything like that. And I think if you kind of make it about like, it doesn't matter what he wants to identify with sexually or not identify with sexually, but just making it really clear to him that you literally love him no matter what and showing that and showing that you are an ally. I think that's the only thing you can do. And if he feels like he wants to be comfortable with it and come out and he feels like he's in a safe place to do so and that he's not going to be in danger or like worried about he's going to lose his family or friends or something like that, then he can do that. But there's really nothing, there's really nothing else you can do. And it's sucky, but I think just being supportive as opposed to 
being like, and not quietly supportive, but just being like supportive without pushing him to do anything. Um, I think that's the best thing that I would say. And then if you've talked to your parents about it, um, and having them kind of do the same sort of thing, because I've also had friends who've come out who thought that their families were going to be like really not supportive and they waited forever to do it. And their families were crazy supportive, but their families, they took the approach of being like, Oh, we're just not going to bring it up. We're going to be quiet about it. But like, we really don't care, but we don't want to pressure you to do anything. But I think if you're able to kind of like openly talk about like, Oh, I like, you know, gay people and all of that kind of stuff, maybe he'll feel like it's a comfortable place. On to the next call. Hey Megan, I'm 17 and here's the story. My friend invited me over to her house to drink with her and these two boys. I knew she had a thing for one of the boys, so I assumed she was basically hooking me up with the other one. So I went over, got way too drunk, went out with this boy, cuddled with him, and woke up with a hickey. Now, some important details about me and this guy. We didn't know each other until this night. I ended up throwing up because stupid me drank way too much. And he was there when I went I went through this terrible breakdown where I was like, him, I'm so gross, and I'm going to put everything out there. I told him how shitty I'd felt, and he comforted me. And then the next morning, we were cuddling and stuff. But when we were went back to the other two friends, he ignored me completely. But he also ignored everyone, too, though. But he didn't even look at me. And he said he remembered nothing of the night night before. But he was cuddling with, with me this morning, well, that morning. So, like, what? And anyway, to make the story even worse, two days later, my friend, who I was with that night, Hooked up, hooked up with him, and then I got angry because, like, I didn't like him, but I kind of did, but I knew nothing was going to come So I guess I'm asking him, should I forgive her for hooking up with him, even though we had, like, a small history that meant more to me than him? Not to mention that she told me what she did was okay because we weren't dating and only kissed. So, Megan, what do I do? Because I don't know. Thanks. I've been your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I relate to like the bitch in the situation. It was like this person fucked me over. I'm like, oh god, I've done that. Um, fuck, dude. Ugh. Okay, let me let me use this as an apology <laughs> to my friends in high school. Um, okay, I think, yeah, dude. I mean, I would forgive your friend. I don't think she means anything by it. Um. I think especially when like drinking and that kind of stuff is involved, people do stupid shit and they make out with people and they do all that kind of stuff. And um, I think that that's just kind of probably how it went with her and him. She's very like upset with her friend at the moment because of like the quote unquote history she had with this guy that she met that night. Yeah. Okay. There's something. My feeling is this. If you actually have feelings for this dude, then just tell your friend, hey, he's mine. Back off. And if not, just be like, yeah, we both hooked up with this dude because we're feeling shitty. Move on and be friends and then forget about this dude. But I'll also say when it comes to a friend, like telling your friend that she can't hook up with somebody who's not interested in you and who you aren't really that interested in this idea of claiming guys, especially in high school, there's not enough guys. You need to have people who it's like, okay, we've had, we've dated. There's like, my God, my friends and I in high school, we've probably, God, we probably hooked up with so many of the same guys, but then there's ones that are completely off limits because that's the ones you had like actual emotional relationships with. Um, And I also think she probably, you, you might've actually downplayed it to her, like how you felt about him in the situation. Cause you didn't want to feel stupid because it's, you were pretty clear. It was pretty clear from him that he didn't feel the same way. And so your friend probably thought it was fair game and that you guys had just casually made out one night. And so she was going to casually make out one night. And also you're pretty, you were pretty clear the next morning that he was kind of a dick and an asshole about all of this. 
So yeah, fuck the guy. Yeah, your friend is probably like, whatever. He wasn't that great to her. I'm gonna make out with him, treat him like a man, piece of man candy kind of thing. Yeah. So I think there's you that got s- your rocks off. Yeah. Now move along. Exactly. There's that upset you get when your friend hooks up with someone you hooked up with, and you're like, oh, but I didn't even like you. But now that was my thing. So. That said, yeah. if you do have feelings for somebody and your friend is encroaching, you should be upfront with them. Don't, oh, completely. Don't, don't assume that they're like have their worst intentions at heart. I think often if you just tell your friend like, no, 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 like, I actually really, I really do like this person. Do you mind? And I think most of the time, if they're a good friend, they'll be like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. I had no idea. And yeah. they'll back the fuck off. Yeah. So get, I would say give your friend the benefit of the doubt on this one. Mm-hmm. And also forget this dude. Yeah, he forget the dude. Like he, he sounds like he sucks. He sounds like he sucks. <laughs> and also, it's also, there's two people in every sort of relationship kind of thing, which is, God, it sounds terrible, but that's the excuse that I would make when I was your friend in this situation, where if you start hooking up with someone or dating someone that your friend used to have feelings for if that guy didn't wasn't into your friend that way that it wasn't going to happen like your friend hooking up with some guy doesn't mean that if he liked you you he would be with you but I mean him hooking up with other girls and anyone in general even if it's not your friends hooking up with other people it's not anyone else's fault that's Chris him just playing is like showing his hand and being like this is how I feel it's nobody else's fault if he doesn't he's the only one who can control how he feels about you him hooking up with other people is not other people's fault so that's what I would say. Sounds like a tool. So get rid of him. Kick him to the curb and forgive your friend. Okay, guys, we're taking a break. Hi, guys. I want to take this ad break to a self-promo opportunity. Tell you to please express your love for the show in the form of words and commentary, aka, we would really love if you could leave a review for the Don't Blame Me podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Really helps us out with advertisers keeping the show afloat and keeping the show coming out for you guys. And for those of you who've asked for it every week, I mean, guys, we, we're just trying to get this done every two weeks. So the more reviews and the better it's doing, the more often we can do it and we can continue to do it. Okay, that's it. Back to the show. We're back from the break. Wow, it was wonderful. What'd you guys do during the break? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, we're going to play our first call back. I kind of have a weight problem. Well, I don't, but I feel like I do. And I just want some advice to help me because I am a swimmer. I just don't, I really want to have a bikini body, which fast because it's like almost end of summer. So, yeah, can you just help me give me some advice, like positive talk? And, yeah, so, yeah. And by the way, I am 14 years old, and my parents did say yes. There's only one step to getting a bikini body. You just put a bikini on your body. Whoa, that's it? That's it. That's literally it. It's the easiest thing in the world, how to get your summer bikini body. Is it summer? Cool. Step one done. Next, have a bikini. Put it on your body. Well, that's it. I mean, that's really it. Also, dude, you're 14. That makes me sad to hear. Uh, not, not like, not like down on you or anything like that, but literally just because you're concerned about like your physical appearance and your weight at 14. Um, which I would say my biggest advice to that is just do as best as you can to put that out of your head. Because the second you start thinking those thoughts, those thoughts literally, like it will just keep with you forever. Um, and so I think, I think, yeah, you just got like, it really doesn't matter what you look like. It matters what you like being, feeling healthy and feeling good. 
Um, and you're also about to, if you haven't already, about to go through puberty. So I apologize, homie. You're going to get a butt. You're going to get boobs. It's going to happen. It's going to be a thing. And you're going to be like, wow, okay, cool. This is a thing that changed and has happened. My body is not a wonderland. I'm confused. So yeah, I think when it comes to the body positivity stuff, I mean, shit, we're all guilty of being like, oh, I feel like I look fat in this. I feel like I don't look great. I don't do anything like that. But something that I even still do now is anytime that I'm like feeling upset about myself, any sort of appearance thing, I will just be like, but that's, that doesn't matter. Like in the sense of like, that sounds stupid to say, but it's like, that's not my job. Like my job, I'm not a model. My job is not to be perfectly in shape and like have my skin be cleared a hundred percent of the time. Like, that's not what I, that's not my passion. My passion is not being like, oh, my hair looks good. My passion is not my hair looking good or having like long, perfect eyelashes. I think if you focus on things that further what you, where you want to be with your life and do with your life, those are far more fulfilling and far more beneficial in the long run than like making sure that you look good all of the time because you can't get paid money to do that unless you're going to be a model, in which case I don't understand how people do that at all. But yeah, throw a bikini on your body. Don't worry about it. Everybody else is way more concerned about how they look and no one's looking at you. Hey, Megan. Um, I'm 16 and I live in San Francisco. Also, some more contact. Your homegirl's gay. <laughs> I don't know. I just want advice on how to not feel shitty. I don't know. I think I've just been dealt bad hands, but whenever I talk to a potential guy, it's always really, really weird. It's like, we'll have a really, really good day talking and we'll have a lot of fun talking. And then the next day they'll ghost me. And it's like completely fine. Like I understand that it's like, if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be, but it, you know, it's so kind of hurts and it's kind of like a big blow to my ego kind of when people just like I don't know I've just put myself out there countless times and I've tried so many like different like I'm literally on grinder too it's just I've it's not like I've tried super hard because I know I shouldn't force things it's just like it's kind of painful to see everybody around me in relationships and it's like me feeling like I can't do anything about it because either the guys I like will do that or the guys I like are straight and it's just like hurts and I know you have a lot of friends and you have a lot of advice even though you're not gay I just really need some light in this really weird not really dark tunnel but it's like it's getting dimmer (laughs) everything ends until it doesn't is kind of like the overall relationship advice I've always given when it comes to dating um and I mean I think that 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 applies to everybody like every relationship is going to end until it doesn't whether that relationship ends in after a day or a couple of weeks or something like that it's just that's just how it is which super 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 sucks obviously um I think you said you're 16 right that's what that was 16 years old mm-hmm. so I will say this despite the fact that you're in San Francisco which is like the I I, mean the, I identify as San Francisco being like the gayest city because I don't know I just I, I grew up near San Francisco. And it well, was, it is definitely... The Castro. Um, we've got everything. Yeah, it's one of the uh, birthplaces of the movement. Oh, so. Yes. No, and I think you're in a really great city. Um, but I will also say from not my personal experience, but being friends with some of my friends who were gay in high school had a really hard time dating in high school just because the pool was a lot smaller because some people 
are able to uh, really like understand their sexuality and be cool with it and come out at a young age. But a lot of people aren't. Even when I was in college, I had a couple of friends who like I clearly, clearly knew that they were gay and both were in relationships and had girlfriends. And it took them to being out of college to end up dating each other and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's definitely... Uh, there's definitely like when you, when you go to college or anything like that, you're going to be surrounded by a lot more people and a lot of different kinds of people. And I think giving everyone the opportunity, um, to, to surprise you and to potentially be a great guy. If you go into it kind of being jaded, assuming that they're going to ghost you, they're probably going to ghost you. And then I think also just knowing if some guy's ghosting you, it's because like you're better off that he's ghosting you because he's probably not the right guy for you. And he's, if he was the right guy, he wouldn't be ghosting you. And yeah, I think being on dating, can you be on dating after 16? I feel like I can't advise that. You said you're on grinder. I think, th- I think you can be, I mean, my feeling is like, what are you trying to get out of these either dates or relationships or hookups? Because if you're not doing it for, if you're not on the same page with these people, then I think maybe you need to communicate that. Yeah, no, I didn't have my first, like, my high school relationship. We started dating when I was 16, and we dated through, the like, the rest of high school. But then after that, I wasn't in any relationship that lasted more than, like, six months. And there I was in, like, two other relationships that lasted, like, six or so months and then didn't get into another long-term relationship until I was in my 20s. So I think that's an age thing in general. And then I also think... I, I don't, and you, you didn't allude to this at all, but it follows on what Jack was saying is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid that you're going to scare someone off by saying what you're into because there's like in what, what you're looking for. And if you want a relationship, you're like, oh, but I don't want to scare someone off. And it's like, well, if someone's scared off by what you're looking for out of this, that's good that there's, you're, you're essentially weeding them out. You want to scare off the people that you don't want to be with. 100%. You can't date, you can't go out with somebody and hope that like, well, maybe when they meet me there, they will be in a better mental place to like want to date or do something like that. And they'll be for it. People are usually pretty honest about themselves up front and what they're looking for. And so if you give someone the opportunity to be honest about what they're looking for, by you saying what you're trying to get out of this situation, most of the time people are going to be like, okay, cool. If they're not interested in a relationship, they're going to be like, I'm not a total asshole. I don't want to, I don't want to get involved with that. I'm so sorry. That's not what I'm looking for. And then you might be surprised by the amount of people that are actually interested in that. But I I do want to say that, like, I get it. I mean, when I was 16, I was with a group of friends, and almost all of them had, like, serious girlfriends. that had 16? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, I had, had, like, a friend group. There was, like, four dudes. And at any given time, at least two of them and sometimes all three of them had, like, serious long-term girlfriends. And I was the one that was just sort of like, oh, it's fine. I'm the fun guy. I don't need to have a girlfriend right now. And it was fine. But then there were definitely times when you were like, oh, I kind of, I do feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. I mean, it was different when I got into college, obviously, and and I met a whole new group of people. But like at the time, it definitely does feel isolating when other people are like, when you see the benefits of like that, like serious committed relationship and you're like, oh, I kind of want that. I don't want just like the rando hookup, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like I get that. I understand like that feeling of loneliness, but I do think that like he's doing something right. I mean, he's getting success with these people who then maybe later aren't like following up with him. So like clearly he's, he's able to find people that are into him. I think he just needs to, like you said, weed out the people that are just interested in him physically and find the people that like might be interested in more than that. And then if you decide you want to do something physical with that person, then there's an expectation then that when like, when you follow up, like, two days later or whatever with that like follow-up text they don't they feel a responsibility to at the very least be like yeah let's let's maybe 
go to get together again for like a coffee or something to just sort of see where this goes. Yeah. It might not go anywhere, but at least, you know, you've made your intentions clear. And I think that's important. I think so too. Okay, guys, we got time for one more call. I've been dating my boyfriend for two years now, and we do have a really great sex life. However, I, um, I have, I'm like really embarrassed to say this, but I have like a major table fetish. And it's, I think it's really embarrassing because like I never talk about it because like, I think it's really weird. Like I don't like that I have it, but I do. And I don't, I like have been like trying to like subtly introduce that into our sex life to kind of like let him know without officially saying it that that's what I want. But he's always been like, no, stop, like that's weird. Like he kind of like turns it down. And so that's why I'm scared to like have a conversation about it. But I really would like to because I think it would just make our sex life so much better if I was open to him. Okay, if you guys if you've been dating this guy for this long, I'm he, you guys sound like you guys are in it for the long haul, or you've been in it for a while, and you're of an adult kind of age. And if this guy's into you, which it sounds like he is, he's gonna be into making you happy. So I think the idea that it is weird and it is like a you are embarrassed by it. I think it doesn't really matter. I constant Jack is making so many faces, but I was like, I constantly <sighs> say that like, if like Mott's fucking decided he had some like weird fucking fetish, the only thing in my head, I'd be like, Oh God, now we have to do this. I don't but, know. I think, I think for you, it's different. I do. I think unless really? he came up with something really out there, you'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. That's fine. No, it's, I even think about the weird out there things that I'm like, Oh fuck. I don't know. It sounds like she's already tried. I, I honestly, I think that maybe, mm, <sighs> listen, if, if this is a real thing for you, uh, and, and you've tried to float the idea and he thinks it's weird and doesn't want to do it. I think you've got really one of two choices. You can either say like, listen to me, like this is a very important part of who I am. Um, I need this in my life and can you indulge it? Um, yeah, yes or no. Or you just need to find somebody who really is into it. Cause I think you're going to, if you end up with this person and this is something that you just decide that you like it, it's, it's whatever. It's like the thing about like these sorts of things is you don't choose them. They choose you. And for better or worse, this thing chose you. So this is what you're into. And like, you need to find somebody that's going to indulge that whether they're into it or not. But you also need to the be honest with yourself in the sense of how much have you really put this idea out there with him? Because if you're just like, if you haven't explicitly said it and you've just kind not even like hinted at it but like I don't I don't know the specific I don't want to like picture you having sex with him no offense I just feel weird picturing anyone having sex but I mean I don't depending on how you've brought it up has it been in like an honest serious way because you do you said that you feel really embarrassed by it so I think if you kind of just like give yourself like one like well, that's the first problem well I mean, that's like give yourself like one like okay I need to f rip the band-aid off and just just full-on say it and I think trying that but I also think a way to, how I would go about it is 
ask him if he has anything, anything that he'd be like, are there any like sexual fantasies that you have that like we could try? Or are you, is there any like thing that you're into, even if it's like super embarrassing? Um, like, let me know, like, I like open that conversation for him and giving him the opportunity to say something that he's like into. And then maybe if he flips the table on you start like casually saying some like smaller things that you're, that you already really like about their sex life, your sex life that you like would like to do more of. And then saying maybe floating the idea of like, Oh, maybe, maybe watch that genre of like porn together or something like that. I think um, that's a great idea is to say whatever you want to do, it's on the table. Just tell me what your like deepest, darkest fantasy is. Because maybe he's into something like that. He probably is. Most people are into something. But I do think part of the problem here is the fact that she's embarrassed by this thing, which she shouldn't be embarrassed by. No, but I, I, I completely I understand, understand it. it, but you know, you have no it. reason to be embarrassed by that. Yeah. I think a lot of people, but uh, she's not going to, it's not going to be easy to deal with until she can get over her own shame around it though. Yeah. That's the thing. And you have to just come to the, I think accepting it, that accepting yourself with it. I mean like, okay, this is something that I'm into. I am embarrassed by it. And I don't like that this is something I'm into, but like, okay, cool. This is, this is me. I have to deal with this. And pushing it away is just kind of kind of great. Uh, I think also, I think it's important to. to say here, uh, just so you know, caller, that what you're into is not weird. No, not it's at a, all. It's actually a very common fetish. There's a lot of people that are super into it. It's like one of the big ones. Isn't yeah, it? it's like one yeah. of the top. When it comes to like uh, fetishes in like the BDSM community, like it's on the sort of like more common mm-hmm. and like what they would call like like the minor scale of things. So you have nothing to be embarrassed by. It makes complete sense. It's all about like control. It's playful. Like there's nothing weird about it. And the fact that you're into it is not odd. It's actually much more common than probably you even realize. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't feel ashamed. And I don't know. For me, it's a red flag hearing your call because it's just sort of like you floated the idea. It's a pretty innocent fetish. And the fact that it sounds like your boyfriend sort of reacted so negatively to it. For me, that sounds like a bit of a red flag. So for me, that would be like, look, what I'm asking you to do is not that weird. I mean, we've had other calls on this show where people have asked, uh, been asked to do things that are on the much more extreme, extreme scale of things. So the fact that he seemed so not into it when, when he should have, like Megan was saying, seen this as an opportunity to be like, oh, okay, well, you yeah. revealed something very honest about yourself. Here is my very, you know, maybe slightly embarrassing thing that I'm super into that I've always wanted to explore. And rather than like get into that sort of exchange and give and take, his response was, no, that makes me uncomfortable and it's weird that you like that. That makes me go, ooh, God. Yeah, but I'm, I'm also curious – did you, did she float around the idea? Did she, did she verbally say something or did she just physically kind of try to get there? I don't know. That's a tough thing to Cause do. Cause that's, well, cause that's what I mean. It, well, it depends on which side. Yeah. Cause if she's the one who likes to be tickled. Yeah. That's not something that you can just sort of get someone to do without that's being what verbal. I that's what I wonder whereas if, he, if she prefers to be the top, then that yeah. would mean he was in a position where he was like, she was tickling him and then he was like, stop it, knock it off. But also Which he, to be to be fair, some people fucking hate being I tickled. I hate being tickled more than anything in the yeah, entire world. Yeah, some people fucking hate I it. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I kick Mots when he tries to k- tickle me. Yeah, I don't I don't particularly like it either. But that said, like 
you, I think Megan's right. You need to be very fucking crystal clear that yeah. like this is a part of who I am. This is and something say that, that I a, need. A thing that you're into sexually because yeah. I think if you if you randomly start tickling, so he might think you're he might not be taking this as a serious thing. And especially if you're feeling embarrassed and you're kind of like halfway saying it but not fully saying it, this is one of those things when it comes to sex stuff. You have to be kind of really crystal clear, black and white because a you don't want to do something that the other person's uncomfortable with because you've kind of assumed they're either for it or against it, or you don't like just being honest. It's going to be super fucking awkward and feel really weird. But again, like you're saying, you don't choose these kinds of things. These things choose you and the person that you're with, you have to also figure out if this is a thing that you really need to have a fulfilling sex life, which I also, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in needing to prioritize you getting off and like your sexual happiness. And if this relationship isn't going to be able to do that for you, that doesn't mean you're a bad person or that you're choosing something for something else. I think every relationship, at least in my, like the, your perfect relationship should be a harmony of like someone who you can explore all those things with and you feel really satisfied with. Um, and you also have the emotional connection with. So I think you have to give him the opportunity to be really understanding and supportive and a great partner. And until he, until you've given him that opportunity, you can't know what he's going to say. And if he doesn't say what you want, then I think it's the figuring out how, how important that is to you. Which, and it's okay if that, it's a hundred percent okay if that's super important to you and that he doesn't fulfill that. And then like you guys aren't a thing. I mean, that's, that happens all the time and I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think this is a great example of something where uh, we would love more context. We would love it if you could talk to your significant other and then follow up with us and let us know how it went. Cause I think there's some details we don't really know. And also like this can go a lot of different ways depending on um, what happens. So let us know because I think your experience could be very informative for others. Um, but also we just, we would be very curious to see uh, where this takes you. But yeah. that, that said, you should never feel embarrassed for something that that turns you on because you know for the most part fantasies are fantasies and you don't really pick them and they're and they're not a reflection of who you are as a person they're just that's the thing that you're into and you shouldn't feel any shame towards those yeah and even the most vanilla looking person walking down the street i'm sure has some crazy sexual fantasies just because you don't talk about it with your friends doesn't mean that they don't have them either yeah i mean sex is crazy yeah. it's a crazy thing people do together so um when you when you take it out of context uh, it's, it's pretty absurd, the things that we do. So when you think about that in that context, like the, the sort of things that people do that are sort of on the periphery, the kinks and whatever, they're, they're actually not that odd. No, go so, to Pornhub. You'll see some weird shit. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. Okay, everybody, that is it for today's episode of Don't Blame Me. This was a fun one. I mean, they're all fun ones. I'm not fa playing favorites to the people who called in this episode versus other episodes, but you guys were really great. I really enjoyed your questions. If you guys want to call and leave voicemails because you have questions or a follow-up from another call that you've called in before, if you have some feedback for some of these other calls and advice that we've given on today's episode or any other episodes, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. Again, 310-694-0976. We would also really love it if you left us reviews on the Apple Podcast app. That would be really nice. I like, I like, I'm like an Uber. I just beg for five stars. Is it five stars? Uh-huh. I Five stars is what I want. Five stars, please. And if you want to leave us a call because you are uh, an international caller and you have no way to call this 310 number, you can always record a message under three minutes, give us context in your age, and then send us the audio of that call uh, to meganpodcast at gmail.com. 
Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you, slash you will hear me in your ears in two weeks. Deuces. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, associate producer Melissa DeMons, edited by Melissa DeMons, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I will see you guys in two weeks, and don't blame me if your life bursts into flames before then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.